There goes that man's jock strap. <laughs> oh my God, did you see that? <laughs> America's team? Yeah, right. Oh baby, it's a big day in sports. There's nothing like battling it out with your teammates all season long to go win a championship. Green Bay's got it this year. Huge move for him. I think it's gonna be a game changer. We have a lot to talk about this busy week in the sports world. Welcome to the In a League of Their Own podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to today's NBA segments. Uh, one of kind of the trending things on one of the better teams in the league this year, the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, they shut down trade offers for James Harden this week. Uh, trade deadlines just around the corner, week, week and a half away now. Um, kind of looking at the situation in Brooklyn, since Katie's absence, the Nets have gone just two and three and Harden himself has kind of been the facilitator. He's more of a leader on the team without KD, obviously. But he's only broke the 30-point mark twice in his last 12 games. Do you think keeping him was the right move? Or do you think that the Nets should have went and tried to get somebody else to maybe one or two more players to add to this team? Obviously, he's... With, I feel like it was a good choice keeping him. Um, just because of the fact you brought him in last year, you guys had a great year, not healthy. This year, you have the COVID imposed thing, so you have Kyrie for half the games. Now you have KD out for a long stretch. Harden's already missed some time earlier in the year. Um, I feel like it's just a big disaster for the Nets this season as a whole. Um, never. I don't think they're ever going to be able to catch their full stride as what their team could can be because of all these lapses of time where not all of them are being on the court at the same time. He's still a great player. Everybody has some shit games here and there. Um, I feel like he's trying to do too much. And when you try to do too much, more times than not, you end up doing too little and you don't really make an impact. Um mm-hmm. So I just feel like that's the position that he's in right now, trying to carry the team. And he's not, it's not the same James Harden when he was on the Houston Rockets and was playing with a bunch of nobodies. He has people on his team who are decent. He's going to have to learn how to work with them. Yeah. I feel like too, with the NBA kind of putting the shutdown on that, uh, forcing contact as an offensive player, where that was kind of his bread and butter of always getting to the free throw line because he's forcing contact on guys. Um, he hasn't been getting that call this year and his numbers have taken a drop. I feel like that's kind of been a part of it too, to where, like you said, he's not on the Rockets with some nobodies between that and this rule that's kind of exposing him as he's still a good basketball player, but he's not as good as, people thought he was um it just showed basically just showed how good of a free throw shooter he was because if he was getting to the line he was getting that many more points and now that the game has changed and they're not calling that anymore he's gonna have to find a different way to manipulate the game because that's just smart being able to draw all those fouls yeah if they're gonna call it it's like they're gonna give you a dollar every time you make a bucket. You're gonna keep making buckets because they're gonna keep giving you that dollar until they say, "Oh, now we're gonna change the rule." Oh fuck! Now I gotta find a different way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm like, 
obviously you look at it two ways. He's still a good a good basketball player. So you, I think keeping him is a good move for now, just because they're still rel- very much relevant in the East. But at the same time, down the road, like is is he gonna be able to get Pat to break through that hump of adjusting to this rule, or is he just gonna be kind of good for 20 points when you're he was expected for 30 like when once you get that lower production out of him for so long at what point do you say okay we got to move on from him uh obviously it's been less than two seasons that he's been there now so it's he there hasn't been a long period of time to look at him and say oh he's done this for x amount of years but at the same time if they go back to back years of being the favorites to win the NBA title and they come up short because of injuries, because of underperforming at some point, you got to say, okay, this isn't working out. And you got to get rid of some guys like Kate, like not KD. I'd say keep KD for sure, but get rid of Harden, get rid of Kyrie. Um, I don't know. Obviously we'll see how this year plays out, but I think if they come up short again, we're not going to see these three guys in a nice uniform next year. Yeah, I mean, Harden's contract too. He's got a forty-seven point four player million player option for next year. So, do the Nets want to keep him for forty-seven million dollars next season? Probably yeah, not. That's a big hit. And then on to my uh, question here for you: At this point in the NBA season, what rookie do you th- do you see winning Rookie of the Year? Uh, I'm kind of leaning. I mean, there's two guys as far as being able to kind of step in and not necessarily, well, one, not necessarily make a big difference. Cade Cunningham on the Pistons steps in. He's a good part of that offense. He's plugged in uh, on a big kind of talking about Harden being on the uh, Rockets with a bunch of nobodies. <clears throat> Cunningham on the Pistons, really young, not really any household name guys. So it's easier to score baskets. But the guy who I think should win, and I think he's actually might be the odds favorite, at least I saw he was leading rookies in all-star voting, is Evan Mobley on the Cavs. Um, missed some time earlier this year. Uh, had, I mean, obviously had a great collegiate career. Stepping into the NBA, kind of picked up where he left off. And since he's been healthy, the Cavs have just been continuously winning games. Their defense has been the epitome of whole, like their offense isn't going to drop 130, 140 points, but they don't need to because their offense holds teams to 80, 90, low hundreds every game. So um, I just feel like as far as the impact that he's been able, that he's had on the, the Cavs and to be able to get to them to the point that they're at, I'd say that he's the best rookie right now and should win rookie of the year. Yeah, I'd I'd put him in the third spot for my voting. I think Scotty Barnes for the Toronto Raptors, I think he should win it. Um, he's got fewer games played, averages just about as many points per game, has the most rebounds per game and assists, um, plays a lot of minutes, and 
he's not he doesn't get the ball like a whole bunch like he's not he's not putting up the shot attempts that these other guys are putting up so he's scoring with heat, tremendous efficiency and yeah toronto currently in the playoffs if we were to end today like you said Evan Mobley, that's another reason why his name like it's pretty much down to these three guys at this point because of granted Detroit bottom of the league this year. But Cunningham's been able to score a lot of points. Usually he's leading in that category out of the rookies. And then you go to Mobley and Scotty Barnes. You have two teams right now, both in the playoffs. If they end it today, both are making a big impact on their team. I feel like at the end of the year, it's going to be really close between these two guys unless they decide to give it to Cade Cunningham because he just is scoring a whole bunch of meaningless points where I feel like there should be some more weight to how good your team is, what your impact is with your team and not just scoring points. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> and that's, I feel like what for MVP, it gets wrapped up earlier because it's like, they're so consistent that it's like, okay, this guy's been consistent all year rookies you have that leeway of they're not always the most consistent to where one the guy who's leading could drop the fourth the guy who's fifth pops off has finishes the last two or three months of the year amazing he jumps up to first um usually the mvp conversation is pretty even keel but yeah rookies i mean it's i feel like it's going to be one of the couple guys you mentioned barnes cunningham mobley i just had to pull up the odds Currently, as of January 27th, Evan Mobley was minus 218, the favorite. Second was Scotty Barnes, plus 550. Cade Cunningham was plus 675. And then the other two guys on this list, Franz Wagner, plus oh. 1400, and Josh Giddy, 1950. Yeah, Wagner, he's on the Magic, so <laughs> irrelevant there. But former Michigan guy. Big, I mean, big body guy, again, part of the defense, but um, I feel like that's a part of it too. The more the like flashier scores, like three point you, shooters, which Mobley mm -hmm. and um, Barnes are not. <laughs> yeah. Because they play the power forward position. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, a lot of it, again, it comes down like a lot down to. I don't want to use the word politics, but in some ways politics as far as who's going to, who's going to get the most clicks, who's going to get the most attention. If we have this, like if this guy wins it, things like that, like, which is why rarely you see a repeat like MVP winner in the league as far like back to back. Um, because people like to see a new face. People like that rotating door of the new face of the league. Cause it gets NBA more is clicks, too fan more, friendly. Yeah. But. They're too much. They changed a while ago when they started changing all their rules to a less physical game. They changed to a more family friendly type atmosphere type game instead of just letting the game be the game. Yeah. But I mean, their numbers are going up, so it seems like it's working for them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'd say the NBA is kind of the most, well, I don't know. I feel like every league's kind of trending up. NHL probably the most, I think, as far as eyes on it. Because they finally got money. Yeah. But they finally got money to put it back on TV again. 
you still have to fucking subscribe to the NHL TV app to watch the games unless it was one game a week that they had on television. Now it's almost every single night at this point since football's ended, you can watch almost every single game. Yeah. Like they're, you're seeing it more now, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Just like the NBA, turn on the NBA, turn on the TV every night. What there's four or five games probably every night that are going on. Yeah. Usually at least two. Yeah. I think two is two or three is like the minimum that you'll see. So that's eyes on the sport. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. That will wrap up today's NBA segment. Head over to our NHL talk where we talk about the cross-conference close matchup between Toronto and Minnesota, as well as the Dallas Stars, and if they can turn their season around and find themselves in the playoffs.